Welcome to Scanner School. This is session number 141, Ask Scanner School, Volume 24. Today, we are answering your questions. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com slash Patreon or www.scannerschool.com slash support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Craig Harper, Dan, Ed Walsh, Eddie Kay, Edward Dufour, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, James Felling, Jeff Block, Jenny Taylor, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Mark Thompson, Mark Beebe, Michael Kroger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Richard Armstrong, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Tim Mazza, Ted Glendie, and Willie Marcan. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LIE. If this is your first week joining us for class, or if you're already a weekly listener, welcome back to this week's podcast. This is an Ask Scanner School podcast. This is what we do the first Tuesday of every month. I answer your submitted questions. And you can submit questions different ways the best way, though, to do so is to jump onto our voicemail platforms, either by SpeakPipe or our local 516 number here in the United States. So, again, if you go to scannerschool.com slash ask, you could submit your questions using the SpeakPipe link, which will basically allow any device with a microphone to record a question. We can put that onto the podcast. If you don't want to do it that way, you like using your phone instead, you can give us a call 516-308-2885. Submit your questions, and again, we'll play them back here on the podcast and answer your question. Now, if you leave us a voicemail, again, by going to SpeakPipe or using our local number, I'll put you in the running for a free tutoring session. Now, the tutoring sessions are an hour long, and we use Zoom, and it's basically a remote screen share, and I can answer any questions you have. Basically, like I'm sitting side-by-side, screen sharing, telling you what to click on, or you can watch me do the thing on my side. It's up to you and whatever your needs are. If you want to just hire me straight out and sit down with us and do a tutoring session that way, you can go to scannerschool.com slash tutoring, and you can book me for an hour session that way as well. As you know, I love helping you with your scanner questions. That's why we got the podcast, and that's why we have segments like this. So we have a couple of voicemails already to start with, then we'll get to a couple of emailed in questions. Now, again, scannerschool.com slash ask to get the voicemail numbers. Also, to submit it, if you're a little bit mic shy, 
You can do so by just submitting us a, uh, a question that way or even sending me an email. All right, on to our very first question. Good afternoon, Phil. Jim Peruta calling. I'm calling today because I'm setting up a Zello feed with a P25 system using my Uniden 396 XLT, I think it is. Under the systems, I see a setting for set hold time for P25. I'm just wondering what that's all about. Maybe you can explain it to us. Thank you very much. I look forward to your answer. Hey, Jim. Thanks again for asking another question this month and a really great question, too. So we all know delay time in the scanner, right? That's the amount of time that the scanner will hold on a talk group or a frequency. That's the delay time before the scanner resumes going back into scan mode. Now, there's also a hold time or set hold time that you're talking about here. This is the amount of time that the scanner stays in that system before moving on to something else. Great example of this is my local New York State troopers. They use duplex to transmit. So the base station will transmit on one VHF channel. The cars will transmit on another VHF channel. This gives you a great opportunity to miss conversations if you don't use the hold time in your scanner. I usually set the hold time to about three or four seconds, and what that does is after a transmission ends on the one of the frequencies, now again, I set my delay time to zero here, the scanner will sit there for three or four seconds and just loop through New York State Police Troop L, which is here on Long Island. If, of course, it comes up with another hit or an active frequency, it'll monitor that frequency, and then as soon as the carrier drops, because I set my delay time to zero, the scanner will start the whole time all over again and go through that system and sit there and scan through for the three or four seconds that I've set it for. Again, this works really well with duplex systems or simplex systems, whereas you need to move on to a frequency right away, but you don't want to leave the bank. For example, what I used to use to kind of get around this in older scanners, say like the 785D or anything that didn't have a hold time in the bank scan or something like that, was I would repeat these channels over and over and over again in the scan list. So if I had 100 channels in the bank and I only had 10 to program in, well, obviously I would repeat these 10 frequencies or these 10 memory locations 10 times in the scanner with the hopes that I would catch another transmission. The problem is this would work great if you got a hit, say, on the first 10, and then the scanner will go back to scan mode, and maybe by the time the transmit come back on again, you would probably be at the end, of the tail end of that bank anyway because of how many channels per second a scanner could handle. So this is something that the dynamic memory on the Uniden scanners do a great job at helping you tweak what has to happen in the scanners. So again, your delay time is how long a, a, your scanner sits and holds, or that's bad terminology here, a delay time is the amount of time that the scanner will delay going back into scan mode after a transmission ceases on conventional or trunking. The hold time works on the system, and it's the amount of time that the scanner will hold within that system before going on to another system. Jim, great question again as always, and uh, thanks again, and hopefully you've got some more because I love answering your questions. All right, let's go on to the next one. Hi, Phil. It's Les Jameson. I have a question for you. 
I'm having a problem with my work uh, using 436. For some reason, every every third day, I can't pick up Toronto or Peel Region uh, fire and Apple, fire and um, fire and trash uh, and Peel and uh, fire in Toronto and Apple's in Toronto. Tonight, I'm only hearing Apple's, not fire. And I did get a couple of dispatches, but I'm not hearing any crops talking back. And when I go on the internet, I have the same, uh, I don't have any problems. I hear everything. When I go on that, um, Broadcastify and, and uh, call platform. It has no problem hearing any, any of the calls. So, what, what's wrong? Is there something wrong with the radio or the antenna or what? I hear everything else okay in other, in other um, systems. You, oh, yes, so can you please tell me what the problem might be? Thanks. So, you know, radio, radio is a radio start to sale. That's, that's my question. Les, great question. Thank you so much for asking that again. So you've got a textbook description here of a trunking system that is rolling its control channels every day, and you're missing a control channel in your radio. This sometimes happens when a new frequency is taken off the the voice channel list and added into the alternate control channel list. Or maybe they've they've scrambled some channels around a bit and reordered them. So a perfect case of this was happening a couple of years back in East Hampton, New York. We had a, we had somebody that had the exact same problem. He would say like every sixth day, he couldn't lock onto the trunk system out there, and he couldn't figure out why. Well, it turns out that they added a new frequency into the pool, and every day that controller would go and step through each control channel on that system and it just so happened that on every sixth day it was a frequency that he did not have programmed into his scanner so my advice to you Les, it's it's a simple fix make sure you have every single frequency for that site that you're monitoring in your scanner it might be in radio reference as control and alternate control channels but my advice to you right now is to put in all the voice channels because if this happens again in the future and they grab another voice channel and make it an alternate channel, you'll already be ahead of the game. It's just good practice if you've got the room to do it in. Now, most of the time, you don't need the voice channels in there. All you need are the control and alternate control channels. And the reason for that is the way that APCO 25 and even Motorola Type 2 operate. Right With APCO 25, it's, it's a lot easier because the system will transmit most of the information that the scanner needs in order to trunk on the system, a trunk track on the system. The P25 is going to broadcast out its step size. It's going to transmit out the neighboring sites in case you lose the control channel here. But it also transmits in with the with the band plan, right, with the step size, where each voice channel is going to end up being because each voice channel has a channel number. And based on the lowest channel the and then the offset and the channel spacing, your radio can figure out where each channel belongs in that system. The same is true on Motorola Type 2 scanners or Motorola Type 2 systems, where you may have to pre-program in the base frequency and the offset, which is why we have rebanding tables in the scanner, but we still use channel numbers. So there's no need to put in all of the voice channels in a Motorola Type 2 system, because as long as the scanner knows, because you programmed it in, what the base channel is, the offset channel is, and the step size, it can figure out from that information where to go. So here the differences are between a Type 2 and a P25 system is the Type 2, 
you're going to have to set up the the base config and the, and the step sizes and the band plan. Whereas in a P25 network, all the information should be broadcast over the air and the scanner would know what to do with it. So again, you've got a textbook control channel missing, whereas the control channels step through and it seems like every third day you're coming up across that frequency that is not in your, in your scan list. Again, you said you're picking up Every other site in your area, you're not missing any other transmissions. When you listen online, that scanner's still working. So all fingers point in that direction. Les, go ahead and update your scanner and let us know how you've made out with the fix on this one. Thanks again, Les, for asking your question. Okay, our final voicemail question comes in from Rick. Rick, go ahead with your question. I would like to know where I can get the super dumbed-down version of how to program my SDS-100. I love the scanner. I'm a retired fireman, so I, I enjoy listening to police and fire. I also enjoy listening to aircraft and air show frequencies. And I'd also like to find out how to get 800 megahertz programmed into the system also. So I'd like to learn the basics first, and then advanced information from there on rick great question so a super dumb dumb version of the manual well i don't know how how super dumb dumb it would be but it is going to be a very simple step-by-step guide taking you from basically unboxing the radio into being so involved in knowing how everything works inside the radio that is going to be a monster course now this is a teaser on something that i will be working on after i get my sdr class up and running now again i'm working on this very slowly with the sdr class it will be published really soon i promise everybody that it's just so overwhelming to make your very first course let me tell you but I, I do have plans to make an SDS-100 course, an SDS-200 course, a unit and Sentinel course, and we'll go backwards from there and do a 536, a 436, a TRX-1, TRX-2, right? We're going to make, we're going to cover all these radios and make courses for all of them. The thing here with the SDS-100, 200, this is a beast of a radio. And to order to take it apart and dissect the manual and to learn how I can teach it is challenging in itself because it is a very complicated radio when you're not used to using a scanner like this. So that's the mindset I have to be in. Now, again, I I am looking forward to, to building this course. It's going to be a monster course, but again, it's going to baby step its way through the system. So with that said, in the meantime, where else can you find a very entry level or, or an idiot's guide to the SDS 100 or 200? The best example out there would be MarksScanners.com. You can go to MarksScanners.com or might even be new.MarksScanners.com. Now, again, we'll put a link in the session notes on the podcast. And you can go and read it. He's called it the Easier to Read SDS 200 Manual. And you can go in through there and pick out all of the information you need on the scanner. And what's nice about Mark Scanners, not only is it a free resource, but Everything in there is hyperlinked. So if you're going through the glossary, you can just click on the item that is that you need help with and it will take you right to it. The other thing is too is because it's, it's a text-based document, you can just hit find in your browser and even just type in the term of what it is you're looking for and the website will take you right there basically because you're searching through your browser at that point. So again, 
probably the best location to get information to right now before I make my course, of course, uh, is, is markscanners.com. Great resource, and I highly recommend it. Now, again, if you need a little bit more help with it and you want some one-on-one, again, my tutoring is available, scannerschool.com slash tutoring. And hopefully by the beginning of 2021, if we survive the year 2020, <laughs> we'll, we'll hopefully have the SDS 100 and 200 training courses almost ready to be published at that time. I've got a lot on my desk right now. And uh, the number one thing right now is the SDR training class. And I'm happy to say I have it completely mapped out now in the course catalog or the or the, uh, the, the course platform. So all I have to do now is, is uh, start making and publishing the stuff. So it's, it's getting closer to being a reality here on that as well. So Rick, again, great question. Mark scanners would be your best answer for now. And uh, again, if you need more one-on-one help, you can always get us on the tutoring platform as well. Rick, again, thanks again. And we got two more email questions right after this break. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in a market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in a market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com support before you make your purchases, and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. 
Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your Natcom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so the first emailed question that comes in from uh, from the webs is from Alan Dumas. Alan says, I've been listening to Police Scanner for a long time, and I enjoy it when I have the time. The end of this year, I am planning to retire and will have time to play with it more. I plan to update my hobby by getting a base scanner and a new antenna. I have a handheld scanner reader right now, and I want to update. I'm doing right now is research on what products that are out there. I do need advice on the products that is good and not so good, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Okay, so Alan and I kind of bounced back and forth, and we asked what he was looking at. Of course, Alan, best of luck with your retirement. And it turns out that Alan wants to focus on an antenna, primarily a Yagi, because he's looking at doing trunking, and he's looking at basically picking up an area that's about 20 miles away from him. So what we are looking at here is a directional antenna that he's going to keep up in his attic space and also some decent coax. So let's look at the coax first because this is probably where you'll spend the most amount of money and you'll get the best bang for your buck or you'll get the best return on your investment when it comes to the coax. Because again, there's no sense in putting a supercharged engine in your racer if you're just going to put bicycle tires on it, right? You're never going to get any traction. The antenna would be your engine. The coax is what grips you to the road. That's your tire. You want the best tires you can get. So here we go. LMR. 400. I know you guys that listen to this podcast for a long time know I keep saying LMR 400. That is the coax that I would strongly recommend. So why LMR 400? Well, if you go back to session 30 of the podcast, we talked about coaxial cable and there's even a uh, bonus content if you go on that page at scannerschool.com slash session 30 where you can download a coax loss chart. And LMR 400 has got great performance over all this scanner bands you're going to want, and it's low loss, especially in the UHF range where you get a lot of loss on coax. The higher up in frequency you go, the more loss you get in your coax. So good quality coax helps keep the most amount of signal in your coax line. You don't want cheap coax. Now, could you go RG6? Yes, 
you could go RG6, but then you have an impedance mismatch because RG6 is 75 ohms, LMR 400 is 50 ohms, your radio expects 50 ohms. Is it a deal breaker? Absolutely not. But again, don't forget, LMR 400, you're going to be able to put BNC connectors or, or N connectors on it and get down to BNC. And on RG6, you're going to have F connectors. So that's, again, your coax for your cable TV or your satellite TV. You may need to adapt into something else. Now, again, if you're in the CCTV world, you can also attach BNC connectors right onto your RG6. Now, what happens, though, if you're running coax into the house and you need a little of flex on it, right? Because LMR 400 is like half-inch cable. It's not super flexible. You could run from your antenna to a good spot close to your radio as LMR 400 and then drop down to a flexible line like RG6. Like six feet of coax isn't going to destroy that much signal, right? Short jumper just to get you from the end of your hard line to your scanner, that's perfectly fine. You could even use really garbage coax like, like 58 if you really had to. Wouldn't recommend it, but you could, all right? So again, good quality coax is what you're looking for. Where are you going to buy it? You go to scannerschool.com slash coax or, or scannerschool.com slash LMR400. We'll take you right over to Scanner Master. We're an affiliate with Scanner Master. Love dealing with Scanner Master. In fact, I was just talking to the scanner guys a couple weeks ago. You can go to scannerschool.com slash LMR400 or scannerschool.com slash coax, and that will take you over to Scanner Master. Now, I'm an affiliate for Scanner Master, which means if you use those links, I'll earn a commission off the sales. And again, I love using Scanner Master for all of my scanner stuff. Now, again, a couple weeks ago, I was on the uh, YouTube channel with the scanner guys from Scanner Master. We had a great conversation. So again, you can check them on YouTube at The Scanner Guys. Now, again, good quality coax is just where the rubber meets the road. What about the antenna? You're going to really walk a fine line here when it comes to your antenna. You want to make sure that you're not looking to do too much out of your Yagi antenna. Yagi antennas are basically tuned to specific frequencies or small ranges of frequencies. Now, again, we talked about Yagi antennas on session 127 of the podcast, scannerschool.com slash session 127. Again, we'll link to it in the session notes as well. Now, again, Yagi antennas are directional. They are they have high gain in that direction, but they also have a very limited footprint of frequencies they're usable for. The more elements you add to it, the more direct the more directive you're adding to it, and also the narrower you're making the bandwidth of that antenna as well. So you're going to be able to use your antenna, say, in the public safety band of like 450 or VHF down on 160. You're not going to be able to do 160 and 450 at the same time on it. It's, it's just It may work, but may not really work all that well for you, which is why you've got uh, log periodic antennas, which are pretty expensive, but most of the people use discounted tenants for a reason because they are equal opportunity offenders across a large footprint of frequencies. They have no gain on them, but they do work well when it comes to a large uh, large number of frequencies they'll work on. So again, Yagi antenna is where I go. Again, Scanner Master has a very good selection of scanner radio Yagi antennas. You go to scannerschool.com slash Yagi and we'll take you right over there. Again, that's Y-A-G-I. Yagi antennas. So that's where I would go with that antenna, Alan. And uh, best of luck with your retirement. And uh, good luck with building your scanner radio setup. It's a great time to be doing that with everything going on in the crazy, crazy world. All right, we got one more question coming up from Justin. 
So Justin asks, can you monitor P25 trunking by just scanning the proper frequencies? It works for EDAX and LTR. If you can't hear them, why? I just can't seem to find an answer if this is possible. So I have a feeling that what Justin is trying to do is scan the P25 frequencies as if they were conventional. I know a lot of people were doing this back in the day before they had a trunking radio. Now, again, you'd have no idea what talk you're listening to, or you wouldn't even be follow a, a conversation properly because you're always going to be bouncing between conversation to conversation. Theoretically, yeah, this is entirely possible. Just program in the frequencies into your scanner of this P25 and set them up as digital and then just let the scanner scan that set of frequencies for P25. Again, it works well in EDAX and LTR because they're analog frequencies. Once you go to a voice channel, yeah, it's an analog channel. Well, the same holds true for P25. You should be able to just monitor it as if it is a channel. Again, same with DMRs. Again, this is how we map out unknown systems as well. Well, P25 is a lot easier because if you can find the control channel, the scanner will do it automatically. So there's really no need to do this, though, in your radio, unless you've got something really old, say like a uh, 785D, which, I, again, I can't confirm if this, will, if this will or will not work because the 785D uses 3600 baud on the decode, and uh, it, it might work. I, I've never actually personally tried it, but your money may vary on this one. Theoretically, it should work for you, but I'm trying to figure out why you'd want to do that. So best of luck to you, Justin. I mean, it's all about playing around. It's all part of a hobby, right? And this is what we kind of do. We kind of experiment and we learn and we do things and try new things is, is, is good. I mean, it's, it's the best way to learn. So Justin, thanks again for your question. And now it's time to see who's going to win our free tutoring call. So in my spreadsheet right in front of me here, I've got three names written down. I've got in order. I've got Jim Peruta, Les Stevenson, and Rick. And right next to it, each one of these characters here have a number. One, two, and three within that order. I'm going to pop in a formula here in my spreadsheet. A random number generated between one and three. One and three are included. And we're going to see what number it lands on. And when I press enter here, we'll get an answer. And it looks like it pops up on number three which is really good because Rick is looking for help. So Rick, congratulations. You have won this month's free tutoring session. Please contact me via email offline and we'll give you the code to register for your free tutoring session. Now, again, if anybody's looking for online help for, uh, for tutoring and an hour at a time, you can go to scannerschool.com slash tutoring. And then my calendar shows up and you pick the day and the time from that calendar and the booking software takes care of the rest. We'll meet on Zoom and do a screen share and, and we'll get through whatever is bothering you together. So how did I do? Remember, you can get all the links we talked about today on our session notes, scannerschool.com slash session 141. And again, tonight, listen to this when it goes live. We'll be on Facebook and YouTube answering your questions at 9 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. If it's any other Tuesday, we'll be on Zello, and we'll see you there. Again, scannerschool.com slash Zello. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast by hitting the subscribe button on your podcast player of choice or by signing up for our newsletter on the front page of our website, scannerschool.com. And again, if you sign up for the weekly newsletter, we'll send you scanner radio tips 
and also podcast reminders right to your email. And if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share the podcast with your friends, those in your scanner radio circles, and also your favorite online forums and your favorite websites and groups. That's the best way to let other people know that we are out there and we have this podcast available. So again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School, where we teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. We'll catch you all again next Tuesday, 73.